You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. We gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hit and Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I'm your host, Greg Flamong, and here with me is Jamie Uyama, Mr. Jamie University, and Mike Frank following Notre Dame's big 58-7 to victory over the fighting Pat Narduzzi's. Uh, it wasn't it, it wasn't one of those uh wasn't one of the uh, the tough ones, Jamie. Jamie, what did you say? Is it now 103 to 10 in the last uh in the last uh, two games against Pitt? The yeah. 2000 the 2020 well, the last game, game was 45 to 3, right? So uh Yeah, so it's was... 103 to 103 to 10. So uh that's that's, that's or, not or a good 100, job. 101 101 to 10, yeah. 101. Okay, 101 to 10. Not a great job by the fighting Pat Narduzzi's. No, it's 103. 58 plus 45. Do I not oh, know sorry. how I, was I, was four, I think it was <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking because of the 3 or something. Yeah. Got you. Uh, it's all good. Either way, it's not a good it's not a good thing for uh Pat Narduzzi there. Don't ask Yama to do math. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's not a good, not a good job by uh, by Narduzzi and the Pitt Panthers. Uh, completely overwhelmed by Notre Dame defensively, uh, which really broke them. And then Notre Dame was able to break it open in the second half. Um, they were riding on the back of uh, riding on the back of Chris Tyree in the first half. He he had an out of body experience on that punt return. Uh, a guy who isn't known for breaking tackles broke a ton of tackles. So uh, we're gonna break down the game. We're gonna get to all that. So thank you everyone for tuning in. If this is your first time catching one of our post game shows uh, and you haven't done so already, please uh, like the show. That does uh, that does us. Um, that really helps us out. Uh, also subscribe and hit the like button so that you know whenever we're going live or we're posting something. Um, we're posting something new. Uh, if you want to catch the podcast of the show, links to that are in the description below. Um, uh, so things didn't look good for, for Pittsburgh today, but if you want to look good and you're out on the town, like I was yesterday and you want to, uh, impress your friends, then look to upgrade your wardrobe with ESQ clothing, which has created the world's first bamboo dress shirt craft from high quality bamboo fabric. It's the softest and most comfortable shirt you'll ever put on. Not only more sustainable than cotton, it also feels cooler, has stretch, is older and wrinkle resistant, and it's even machine washable. You've seen ESQ's one piece collar bamboo dress shirt on all of Notre Dame's top players and coaches. It's the perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading for a night out. Use ISD15 and get 15% off all online items. That's ISD15 for 15% off. Notre Dame with 535 total yards. Pitt with 255 on 51 snaps. Five yards per play for Pitt. 8.2 yards per play for Notre Dame. Uh, Mike, how impressed were you with the defense again? Um, it's turning into an all-timer. You know, we're, we're, we, it's we, compare amazing. we compare teams a lot, the 2012-2018 units. Uh, we're going to have to start breaking out some stats pretty soon because uh, this is a very, very good, very good unit. You know, the thing that stands out the most to me is they're just very consistent. You know, they don't. Yeah. They don't have like the the bad game or or you know there are games where they maybe don't play quite as well as another but then they give up thirteen points you know so it's it's just such a well coached disciplined team and uh, I think you know some of it's veteran uh, some of it's having a defensive coordinator for the second year in a row which is a nice thing uh, you know and the linebackers having a 
same guy kind of talking to him for for a couple of years in a row. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of a nice situation. Uh, but defensively, I mean, I, I'm glad that at the end of the game, um, what you saw was Garrett give you know the, the interior guys, meaning uh, Riley Mills and 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 Howard Cross, they're they're you know come up and because those two guys are really what is causing a lot of these interceptions a lot of these plays because that upfield pressure you you can't step into the football you can't see very well and guys are just chucking it up there because they're gonna they know they're gonna get hit and so there's a lot of really easy picks uh, that, that are out there for the dbs and it's because of that great interior pass rush and they've done such a great job both those guys and uh you know, I, I just think for the whole day, it was just a, an outstanding performance. And never once did you ever feel like uh, Pitt had them on any sort of, a, you know, on the back of their heels or, or any in, in any way. Uh, they yeah. were basically in jail the entire game. And so uh, it's, I mean, I just, Al Golden has done such a tremendous job. But again, I think it's, uh, so much of the D line is playing so well, and then your linebackers are playing very sound and, and solid as well. Uh, and then, of course, the secondary is just picking off play or you know balls left and right. And so, uh, very impressive. I, I couldn't be more pleased with what I saw defensively, and not just this game. It's just the consistency, and it's rare, I think, where you find a, a, a defense play as consistently well as they have all season long. And, you know, they, they haven't lost a game because of the defense. That's for darn sure. And uh, it's just been very impressive to see. Uh, Jamie, what about um, four interceptions for Notre Dame today? So that's obviously uh, going to win a lot of football games. But what have you seen from, uh, you know, Al Golden? I mean, we've talked about it a ton with USC, but what did you see from him today? Um Get, get get so many different looks, and I feel like that's such a problem for a team like Pitt. Can't really um, – they're a young quarterback, right, inexperienced, and you give him so many different looks. They get, came from so many different players. A couple of those interceptions, it's where he's just kind of throwing it to a spot where he thinks someone's going to be open, and they're just not open. Um, what do you think of that sort of um, performance from Al Golden today and what we've seen throughout the, the, the whole year? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's doing a great job. I, I think what they're doing right now is that they, they have the confidence in the corners. Um, even, I mean, it's incredible because, you know, you lose Benjamin Borison, uh, Cam Hart is out early in the game, and uh, and then your third and fourth corners are yeah. making big plays out there. Yeah. Um, you know, you just don't – I mean, it, it's not unexpected, I think, for people that really follow the team and, and know them well that Notre Dame's, like, deep – at the position. Uh, but still, like, I mean, outside of like the one driver, like, oh, they're really picking on Jaden Mickey here, where they, you know, they, they could have had him on the one, yeah. um, you know, double move. Like, what did you see from the corners today that was like, this is a drop off? Like, there was, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't if, know. If, if you were pit, what, tuning in, it's like, who are these, uh, who are these guys? Like, they look, uh, they look legit. Yeah. And, you know, and when you have that, you can play so much more man coverage and mm. you, and then when you do that, you can do so much more with your pressure stuff. And obviously um, I will say too, like just shout out to the defensive line too, because they do such, such a much better job. Um, and it's gone better and better as the season's gone on of, with like the stunts 
just mm-hmm. keeping them tight and just running it. And like that really makes a huge, huge difference in, in addition to kind of guys winning individual battles. Um, but I mean, you got to shout out like guys like JD Bertrand and, and Maris Leofel too, for just timing up the blitzes. Like they were just yeah. so on point of just where that was the thing before where people complained about Notre Dame blitzing from depth. And it was because the guys weren't ready. You know, they weren't, they weren't, mm-hmm prepared at the snap to to blitz and now that just has not been a problem and and they've absolutely affected the quarterback and that and it was the right move to pressure so much in this game because I mean they had a true freshman at right guard this is their third left tackle this guy was playing right tackle the week before right so their left tackle is an NFL prospect but he hasn't played since like early in the season and then the right tackle had only played 29 snaps before this game, 20 of them mm-hmm. against Wofford. So it, they were going to be totally overmatched in, in this game. And then even the other guys that they have aren't that good. So they, they were totally overmatched from the start. Um, and they tried to do some things. Pitt tried to do some things of just like get the ball out quick, just some slants, just some like quick outs and stuff like that. But that also like got them off the field early too, because I mean, you can't take three yards of pop on like little out routes and try to move the ball. And then any kind of one mistake where it's a negative play and it's like, they're screwed. They, then they have to take a longer time to, for, to let the play develop and they couldn't protect, they couldn't protect yeah. at all. So um, yeah, obviously golden did a great job in this game, but you just, you just see so much from uh, it's really just all three levels of the defense, right? There, there really isn't a weak point. Um, on the defense right now. And I, I would say too, cause when you see like um, great to see uh, Adon Schuler get in at the end of the game and like get a little bit of action and, and, you know, he made a nice play on, on a stretch play, but he also got beat bad on the, the one yeah. play action because he was biting so hard. And that's the kind of thing where you really notice where just how well a guy like X Watts is playing where when in his run, he is screaming downhill and making making plays there. But when it's not, when it's play, he is so disciplined, and that's what gets him into position to make plays. Um, man, X Watts just like wow. Um, I I mean, right now you'd have to say he's a pretty heavy favorite to be an All American, um, which is just yeah. insane. Which is just insane. I mean, to, first to, team All American. I mean, he leads the NCA and or tied for the NCA and in interceptions. I mean, yeah, just an, just an incredible year. And but it's really just like at so many different levels, and he's getting better, which is yeah. which is scary. <clears throat> he's very scary. Good tackler too. You yes. know, he, he he does a really good job. So. It's crazy because guys, when I was sitting there thinking, uh, I think probably a lot of us thought. Uh, maybe about halfway through the season, oh, we're probably going to get a bunch of these guys back. I'm not so sure now, you know. So, um, you know, I, I thought, well, we'll probably get Riley Mills back. Maybe there's a chance with Howard Cross and and the X Watts and, you know, some of these other players that you'd love to have back. But I don't know, man. They're playing at such a high level now that it's just you have to wonder whether any of these guys are going to come back. And, and uh, you know, it's a credit to them. It's also a credit to Notre Dame's coaching staff for coaching these guys up. Uh, they've done a tremendous job. There's no question about it. So um, I, I'd hate to lose them, but hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, it's just amazing to think about 
how many of these guys have kind of risen their game to such a level right. that that now they could be gone. And and again, uh, credit to them, but also Notre Dame's coaching staff. They've done a really good job of coaching those guys up. So that's uh, very impressive. Uh, thank you to Caleb Collins for the super chat. Al Golden is him. Uh, can't be more impressed with what he's done uh, at Notre Dame and in, in this year. I mean, like I said, they came in fourth in passing efficiency defense came away with four interceptions today. I can't imagine that number is going to get worse. So, um, you know, they're, they're probably going to rise in that, uh, CFB hurts with the super chat, $7.58. That's very clever. Uh, guys, can we have a moment of silence for Pat Narduzzi and Phil Jacobic? This has been a rough day for them. Uh, it's, we're, we're monitoring we're monitoring the uh instagram situation so um I, no more chances unfortunately no more chances for phil that's uh he's had his moment um it feels it feels uh it, it feels odd to uh kind of talk about the offense in something of a negative light given the fact that they had 535 yards of offense over eight yards of play um over 10 yards per attempt in the passing game but in, in the first half it was um it what they they scuffled in the first half right i mean there's there's no other way to see it uh that they were set up in a really good situation obviously they scored the first touchdown on the chris tyree kickoff uh, punt return and then they, they had a couple of long drives through interceptions um, by sam hartman and then got stopped on downs on another one mike what did you what did you make of um kind of that first half what did you what did you think it's like this is what the issue is for Notre Dame in that situation it's been a frustrating thing to watch it really has been and and uh, I think that Parker came out and had some good ideas and and ran some good things uh and and that's why Notre Dame was having success moving the football Uh, I think Sam Hartman made some bad decisions that that cost them in the first half uh but the the other thing is I'm, I, you know, the thing that kind of drives me nuts about it, and Yaman and I have talked about it on Power Hour, is, okay, so we're running perimeter stuff, right? All right, so now all of a sudden Pitt is going to adjust because you're running so much perimeter, so then go vertical, and we just didn't see that for a while, and and I think that that was kind of one of those things that was a little bit frustrating. Um, I don't know. It's crazy because Sam Hartman just hasn't had uh, like a great game for a while. He's had some great moments and he's had some great throws, but he hasn't had a, a really great game. And, and of course, you couldn't really say this one is either, uh, you know, as far as his stats were OK, as far as, you know, passing goes and numbers, but no touchdowns. If, if I memory serves, I, don't, I didn't throw one. No, he did not run he did one. Not throw, he did yeah, not throw a touchdown. Today. Yeah. Yeah. So or run one. So, um, you know, serviceable, I guess, is what you would call it. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I will say I was very impressed with Steve Angeli again. Every time Angeli gets in, he doesn't mm-hmm. look overwhelmed. He manages the situation. And, and, you know, Yama, the thing that stood out to me, too, is he gets the ball out quick. You know, that's something that we were hoping to see get better with him. And, and the ball was coming out real quick today. And, uh, you know, you're, I'm sure they're going to look at a portal quarterback, but that I would not say that that person's definitely going to start. Uh, you know, I think Angeli really has surprised me in how well he's played when when given the opportunity. And, and uh yeah, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I think his accuracy is getting better, and and you know he he just seems to know what to do with the football at all times. So, uh, really like it. 
Yeah, just to uh, before we go to Jamie, there, I'll just uh, Angeli stats six to seven, 92 yards, and one touchdown. So beautiful throw, to, too. Yeah, and that's yeah, not an easy throw either, you know. No, across his body, yeah, it was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, just the accuracy, really, like just getting the ball on time, accurate. Um, I, you know, you get the feeling that, it, and I think it's not something that, uh, isn't crazy to, to consider because he's obviously a guy who's won a lot in high school, right? Like he won a lot of football games in high school. He's obviously a very competitive kid. Like he's not going to lay down if uh, like, I, I have a feeling that he would be the type of guy who um, looks to get out. Even if they did bring a quarterback, like right away, at least like he's the guy who would be like, I think I can win the job. Right. Yeah. And um, well, I'll tell you this, he can start somewhere. I guarantee yeah. he can. You know, and if so you come out and you have a game like that, yeah, like like just how this when you you take advantage of your opportunities like this, yeah. like that matters, like because you know not to just dunk on uh, Phil Dracovic again, but like every single time that he ever came in in those situations, he didn't really look good, you yeah. know, like he never he never looked the part where you're yeah. like, man, they maybe they ought to consider you know giving him a shot next week. It was never that uh, point, and it's not like you you know, you're doing that with Angeli right now, but definitely you're in every time you've seen Angeli, he's looked better. He's looked better yeah. and looked impressive. Um, and that's a great thing. I mean, I, yeah, I thought that, th that, that throw, that touchdown throw to Flanagan was, I mean, that is just perfect touch rolling to your left, like really, really great throw. They got to get JD, JD price the ball more, man. I'm, I'm just telling you that guy's just waiting to explode. He just really is. And it's tough when you got so many good backs that to, to do that. But I, I think he's the second best back right now. Uh, I, I think Jeremiah loves a great player too. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I just think he's got so much potential and I, I would love to see them give him a, a shot, you know, and, and hopefully we'll see that moving forward. Uh, guys, I'm going to get off here in a second, but before I do, I wanted to mention the, the games that are left, you know, now you've mm -hmm. got Clemson and Yaman and I talked about on power hour. I mean, boy, they're definitely going to be coaching for their jobs now. Right? You know, if you go seven and five with this team and, and you know, there there's, those guys are going to be coaching for their jobs. So I know a lot of people thought, well, that's great that, that Clemson lost. And uh, I'm not sure it is a good thing that Clemson lost because again, they're going to want to save their season and their jobs. And so it's going to be very, very important to that staff to do a good job in this game. And so uh, that that's going to be interesting. We'll see. You know, I watched Wake today. There's they're nobody to get worried about. I'm about ready to watch Stanford here when I get a chance uh, and, and get an idea. But uh, I don't know. The rest of the way, it certainly looks winnable. Uh, you know, Clemson does not have a great offense. So, uh, you know, without, um, you know, that and, and the way Notre Dame's defense is playing, I think it's going to be hard for Clemson to beat Notre Dame, but Notre Dame's going to have to protect the ball. You're not going to be able to turn it over and things like that. But just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. Go ahead, Jim. I really don't think that Notre Dame should lose any of these games. No. Um, I, I, I think it would be a dis severe disappointment if they lost any of these games now. Um, and I will say, like, they had to have been already feeling the pressure. Clemson at Clemson staff had to be already feeling the pressure after the last week. So this is the kind of thing where, you know, remember we saw Jared Parker after, um, you know, the second loss of the Louisville game. And he looked like, you know, he hadn't slept one one minute. Uh, he didn't get a minute of sleep after that when he had his Tuesday uh, media appearance. 
And I mean, there's no way Garrett Riley's sleeping right now. Yeah. There's no way he's sleeping right now. Um, they're just not good. They're not their old line's not very good. Their old line's not good. And the receivers aren't very good. The receivers aren't good. Obviously, their best guy is hurt. Antonio Williams is hurt. Um, and I think Moffa and, and Shipley are two pretty good backs, but it's like if you don't have an old line, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And and the the defense is good, but their linebackers are good. Their linebackers are very good. I think their corners uh, are very good, but it just shows you too their their defense. They have to like dominate in a way like even more so than Notre Dame's defense has to dominate in order to you know get Notre Dame in a position to win because Notre Dame's offense is is better. It's just frankly better, uh, even with all of their things that that uh, you know people like to complain about or you know which are mostly valid. But like Notre Dame's offense is better. Like no, Notre Dame is a better team. That game. I would even say now it's almost a lock to be a noon kick. Like it it is. Yeah. It actually has been announced. It's noon now. Yeah. So that's yeah, a noon kick. So there's not, I had like, that might be one of those games where it's a sellout, but uh, those games might, might not show up because they're yeah. like, I don't want to watch this. Like, and, and that is crazy to think of because that was thought of as like, this is going to be the craziest atmosphere that Notre Dame plays all year. And now it's a noon kick. And I mean, if the stadium's like three quarters full and a bunch of ND fans bought up some tickets, like I wouldn't be surprised. And like you said, Mike, like Wake is not good. Like they're they're not good. Their defense is solid, right? Their defense is solid, um, but they're not good enough to like, you know, just do anything to help their offense, which their offense stinks. Their old line stinks, right? And um, their quarterback's just not even close to good enough, right? So because they got some good wideouts, but they just can't even get the ball to them because the quarterback's just not good enough. And I mean, Stanford sucks. They they're they're not good. They're not yeah. good. Like it's and even then too, like uh, Benjamin Urasek, who's like probably like the best NFL prospect on. I think he's hurt right now, and yeah. maybe he's back for that game. But it's just, I mean, they stink up front. All these teams stink up front. And when Notre Dame has a better D line, a much better D line than the the team the team's offensive line it's over it's it's over Mo, yeah. like you know so uh, the only way i see like you know them losing is like if Clemson turnovers has just like unbelievable game defensively turnovers and they have the kind of like special teams impact that um you know notre dame just had in this game but i mean i i, I just it's very unlikely to to me that that, that, that happens yeah all right guys well I, i'm gonna get off Good to see you, everybody. Uh, you know, I've been dominating here. We'll let Greg do his thing. So uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys soon. But uh, it was a great win, man. It, and this is where Notre Dame needs to be. Right now is where they need to just turn it on and, and continue. I mean, who wouldn't want to play in this defense? You know what I mean? Like, if I'm a recruit, I would love to play in a defense like this. So uh, yeah. as long as they continue to, to play the, the way they are and you're starting to see some young offensive players, uh, you know, stand out uh it's got to help recruiting and so go beat clemson finish out the year and then let's see what happens in the bowl game and and uh that's what we've got to hope to see here so uh thanks guys I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon all right thanks mike thanks mike yep all right before i uh get into clemson and uh what you just kind of talked about jamie we did get a couple super chats one from caleb collins uh mickey almost had two more interceptions half a second too late yeah i mean he was jumping it and they must have seen 
on tape. I mean, we we knew that that Pitt was um, they were they were getting the ball out quickly. So he must have seen some things on tape, and he was jumping the pass. Finally got one. It was great to see him get a pick six. Like truly, um, I mean, obviously, I I think that you know I think there's been a lot of excitement around the program around him. Um, his mom's going through some health struggles right now, so it was great to see her. Or great to see him like make a play. Then she she got to see that, so that was a very cool, um, very good moment. Um, Caleb Collins also puts in another super chat. Hates to say for a time like this, but the offense is still average. Um, we're going to get into that in a second. Uh, but we just th- there was a discussion, Jamie, about um, USC's down fourteen. Woo, my goodness, um, that's uh, yeah. Um, there were ju- you guys were just talking about Clemson, and you know. At, when Notre Dame lost to Louisville, I I thought, man, like Notre Dame and Clemson are very comparable right now. Like Clemson had the overtime loss to Florida State. Notre Dame had the last second loss to Ohio State. And then uh, Clemson had a night road loss where they got kind of dominated, uh, at least on the scoreboard, right? They, they, they I think they kind of outplayed Duke in some respects, but they, you know, they lost by three touchdowns, right? Kind of similar to the Notre Dame and Louisville, right? Where they Notre Dame went on the road and, and got beat pretty good by by an ACC opponent. And since then, we've seen them go in completely opposite directions, right? And Notre Dame had to go out there and play USC in, in a big game in a big moment. They they rose to that occasion. You know, they didn't have a bye week. They didn't have any of that. They, they didn't have any of that benefit or anything. And they had to figure out a way. And they figured it out. You know, and you have to give Marcus Freeman credit to where his team has took that adversity and they were able to build on that adversity and, be, and actually like they put together like a nice season. Now, you know, they're sitting there at seven and two uh, favored to go 10 and two. Right. I like, like that's just a great response by Marcus Freeman and getting the players, you know, back into the season and keeping them invested. We've seen the opposite happen for Dabo, right. Where it's just, it, it it's gone down. It's gone downwards. Uh, it's like you said that th- this, this game for them was a huge game. And they they lost uh, at NC State. NC State's not really a good football team, so um, that's tough. Uh, uh, Jay Cordell uh, Steinmetz, thank you for the super chat. Um, Cordell, make sure make sure that um, we 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 had. Um, He's got a question down. Oh, he has a question. Okay, I want to make sure because sometimes yeah. the last time we had a super chat that came in without a question, it was just a super chat. Want to make sure the question comes in. So I'm going to get to your question here, Jay Cordell Steinmetz. Uh, what do you think of uh, old Hartman this year? What do you think of Hartman this year? Uh, sorry, not old Hartman. What do you think of Hartman? So so uh, the, the, the context of that question is coming in on the heels of the fact that the, the first interception uh, is, is, is a poorly executed play, right? Now, I don't know. Yeah. It's a bad ball given the way that Flores was running the route, right? Yeah. Like, it needed to be over the top. I don't know if Hartman wanted Flores to flatten out on that post route, but whatever it was, it was it was a bad pass given the way that Flores ran. Um, the second interception, Jason Garrett called an RPO. I can't believe he can't diagnose this live. Like, it clearly <laughs> was not an RPO. Like the whole line is pass blocking. They're blocking. Right? It's a play action. RPO, yeah, it's a play action pass. Like RPO plays, uh, it's actually a run play, right? So – you will get run action from the line. You will get run action from the running back. You didn't get any of that. Uh, I, I didn't think the the concept of the play was awesome. No, it, it like it didn't. It just didn't allow for anything. If like if the linebackers were just sitting there, um, it that wasn't good. But not obviously not a very good decision by Hartman there. And I think that's where that the, that's the context for that question 
Um, so what do you think about that? Um, well, okay. Just, just on that one play too. My guess is that Parker just thought that he was getting blitz there. Yeah. Oh yeah. He just assumed he was getting blitz because, and and that's just what he thought was going to happen. And that's why he thought that was going to be, I mean, it still would have been, a, even if that wasn't, uh, even if those guys did blitz, it still would have been a, a really tough throw because the coverage was good. Like it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he, he wasn't really open. It would have yeah. had to have been just like a perfect throw. Um, but with those linebackers sitting back, I mean, that's a ball that I think that Hartman's just got to throw away. Yeah. You know? Like he's got, it's got to go away. over. It's got to go over everybody. Got to go over just whatever, you know, yeah. you're thrown into the stands basically. Yeah. Um. So, and I think that's the thing was that you've seen that with Hartman. Um. I think early on in the year, he made some of those throws and they didn't get picked, mm-hmm. you know? So he kind of, so even though he had no picks early in the year, it's a little bit misleading because there's some of the balls that should have been picked probably, or like, you know, bounce here, bounce there would have been picked. Right. So he's kind of made those kind of decisions, you know, more often than you'd like. So that's what I would say about Hartman. That's the big downside with Hartman is that he has, he's had made some poor decisions in those kind of situations where it's like, you got to live to fight another day. You got to hit a check down. I mean, obviously that play, there wasn't really a check down, but like on a lot of times you got to be able to do that more. And that's like also too, that's also why um, I would say if you look at NFL quarterbacks, one of the things is like all of like the best guys, they always just say, it's not there, check it down, like check it down, whatever. Right. And like, don't keep looking for the big thing. And that's just not really Hartman's mentality. Um, which can be good, but it can also be bad. Right. And I, so I think Hartman is kind of, uh, I mean, he's clearly been a major upgrade on what they had last year. There's no doubt about that. He's definitely, um, done a lot of good things this year. And, um, you know, he's made some really, really like big time impressive throws. Um, but at the same time, you kind of realize he is like a very good quarterback, but I just think he's, he's just not elite. You know, he's not yeah. at that next level. So that's kind of what I think about him is that he's like a very, very good quarterback that helped, you know, it certainly helped Notre Dame's offense be better this year, but I don't really see him as a guy that he just straight up was going to elevate all these other pieces. You know, he, so that's, kind of how I had put his year is like, he's made the offense better. Um, not necessarily elevated uh, other players on the offense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to respond to that in a second, but Bob Duato, thank you for the super chat. Southern Cal losing Southern Cal losing the cow Michigan S scheduling for, uh, for SoCal to feast on these weak directional schools. <laughs> yeah. Southern Cal. Uh, it's taking a shot. It's uh, they're down 14 yeah. now, Jamie. Got 43 points on the board. Hey, that that's an all-time super chat. Great job. That Bob. is an all-time super yeah. chat from Bob. Good job by you, Bob. All right. Um, here's the thing. Um, I so I, I texted you guys this. We do kind of we do have to understand, like, while the game was in the first half, 
the wide receiver snaps, not slot snaps, but wide receiver snaps, I think 90% of them went to Flores and Greyhouse. Uh, Jaden Thomas, clear, clearly still not healthy. What are they doing, Jamie, with that? What are they doing? Throwing him out there. He is limping around with a hamstring. What? Like, why he are they early. doing that? But he looked good early, later, but he's clearly but after not healthy. That, like, he pulled up there. And was... you send him, you send him deep. You just can't have that. So you have those two guys. They're running ninety percent of the snaps at the wide receiver position. Like that is, they're true freshmen. You're asking a lot of them. It's just not conducive to just like a really good passing game. It just isn't. They're not speed guys. You know, they're good route runners. They're good route runners. Yeah. Uh, they're good on the ball, right? They're good. Uh, at the point of the catch. Um, and, and so th- there's, th- it's not like they shouldn't play at all. And it, it's, it's not even like, the, it's not even a criticism. It's just a fact. Like, I think it's practical. Like Notre Dame just, they can't have an explosive offense with that. And, and, and it's very difficult for Hartman to operate under those circumstances, right? It's, it's, it's hard for Parker to really call plays that you feel like, yeah, yeah like we can get over <laughs> on the defense. The play that he ran, where Tobias catches a 42 yarder, like that is the type of thing where you run play action, you put the safety in an absolute bind, he has to choose. Faison cooks his guy off the line, the safety has to pick him up, and then Merriweather cooks his guy and he's wide open. And like that's the kind of thing where it's like that's it right there. Like that's what Notre Dame needs. And that's why I think they gave. Uh, Tobias, you know, so many snaps early because that's the element that you need. They need it. You know, you just have to have that um, to open up everything else. Tobias only got three snaps in the first half. I don't, that's not okay to me. It isn't. Like you have, you have to keep him involved just because of what we saw there in that second half. Like you, that is there. You have to try to hit it. Even if you don't hit it, you have to try to hit it. Right, because what what are what are you doing otherwise? You know what I mean. Like if you don't hit that, well, then what happens? You're you're having drive stall anyway. So you have to try for that stuff. You have to try to keep him involved. I didn't like that. Um, and obviously in the second half, it 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 blows up a lot more. Um, I I do think we should we should highlight Chris Tyree. I mean, yeah, just absolutely amazing on the punt return. I mean, that's everything you want, right? It's just catch it, make a couple moves, break tackles up the field. It's everything you want. The catch on the long ball. I mean, that is the the quintessential, you know, senior stepping up and saying, like, I'm I'm going to step up for this team. We need something, a wide receiver. You step up. I mean, it's great to see. Um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully that can continue there. But what did, what, what was your take on that, Jamie? Chris Tyree stuff. Um, I mean, that was like a Tom Zibikowski uh, type yeah. of uh, breaking. Joey Gatherall, like, like shades, like kind it, of a fearless play. Incredible, incredible job by him. And like, I made the joke that it was like, he broke more tackles on that play than he did all of last season, which I think it's kind of close. Like, yeah, you, it, but CFB hurts put, put it in the super chat. Yeah. It just, it really just was, uh, an amazing, amazing play. But I think the catch was like just as impressive. Yeah. Because that ball literally went right through the hands of the other, um, the, you know, the safety coming over the top. Mm-hmm. And like, 
that's just so hard to concentrate and get that. And that was like the over the shoulder. That was a much tougher catch than the one he dropped against Louisville. Like, um, and really, by the way, that one he dropped against Louisville, I believe that's his only drop of the year. Like, incredible for a guy to make the switch over to receiver and do this kind of thing. Um, I think the only complaint is just be like, get him the ball more. <laughs> like, I just think he just, it's just when you just see that, but now you're just starting to see that with guys where, you know, like, you know, uh, Mike mentioned JD price and like, I mean, he's got to get the more touches. Like, and it's like, well, Jeremiah love, I mean, you like still like to get him a lot of touches and, yeah. you know, I think phase uh, on, he looks pretty darn good. You know, like I just, you want to get, you want to get him. You want to get, you want to take those shots with Tobias. Right. Um, and obviously like, uh, you know, the one thing I would say, it would be nice to get Jane Greathouse a little bit back more involved in, in everything. That would be nice for them to do. But I think it's okay if you have enough, uh, enough of these other kind of pieces that are um, doing it. I thought he blocked really well, by the way, Jane Greathouse made a couple of yes. blocks. Um but I, I would just say that um, I, I think it's going to be absolutely crucial for them in this Clemson game to get those kind of explosive plays, um, whether that's, you know, Tyree uh, taking a shot to Tyree, mm-hmm. taking a shot to Tobias, whether it's the play action, you know, after the catch play to, to Flores, which, I mean, that was just something, you know what, to me, here's a Jared Parker deserves absolute credit i thought jared jared parker i'll say in this game he clearly made adjustments over the bye they they were they were they did a lot more rpo stuff this today yeah 100 a lot more rpos more play action um attack the perimeter didn't get stuck on just doing it rent Ran, I, I mean, I was like, did this guy see my tweet thread of like, um, you know, at, running at yeah. them? Like they ran more ISOs, they stuff more duo. Know, once they got in the red zone, like uh, more duo. Like, I mean, maybe it's just obvious and they're just doing it. But just like, I, I just thought that they were just so much smarter about what they did because it was like teams just know that's the strength. It, it works into the strength of your team. And it's also going against what Pitt does well. Um, and even the play, okay. So they had the one, uh, play where it was like a tackle for loss for, uh, JD price, right. They're running an outside zone. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned on Twitter too, like that was a play that they were obviously like keyed up. I've never seen a defensive tackle sprint outside like that on that play, like right at the snap, like he wasn't reading off of the, um, the, the guard like yeah. Spindler. So it's like, it's easy to say like, man, Spindler really screwed that up. It's like, no, that guy like knew that play was coming and he made a great play on that play because of it. But it's the same kind of thing. They ran boot off of outside zone. And then that's why it was so wide open because you could yeah. see the linebackers flowed so hard. Like they were just like downhill in a hurry. And that was the thing too, is that their safeties were just hitting downhill and they took advantage of it. Like you, you have to kind of give a like credit where credits do like Pitt had not given up over six yards per play this year to anyone, mm-hmm. you know, everyone they've, they've held under six, not over eight yards per play. Like, yeah, I mean, that's not nothing, right? Like, 
so yeah, there's still some things like you could pick out like a bunch of calls or certain things that, that uh, you didn't like about the game, but I, I mean, easily, I thought this was like the best game in like a month for, uh, for Jerry Parker. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Paul, Paul Maher, Mahar for the super chat. That's very nice of you. It doesn't look like you have a question. Let me, I'm going to scroll. If you did have a question, I will, I will find it and I'll put it up there. Um, but thank, thank you very much for that. Uh, a couple of things from the uh, from the press conference. Uh, Marcus Freeman didn't uh, he didn't elaborate on the injury to Mitchell Evans. Um, he didn't say uh, he he didn't say you know if it was a knee, ankle, or what it was, which is not good. Like I it, to me, he does know. He there's no way he doesn't know. So something's up. It looked like looked a like hyperextension. Me. Yeah, it's definitely a knee. It looked like a hyperextension as well. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's something else. I don't want to speculate too much, but the fact that he's saying, I don't know what it is, like that concerns me because he definitely knows. Um, uh, so we'll see. We'll see what, what comes of that. Uh, I guess Harper, uh, not Harper, uh, Hart, something with the forearm. Ben Morrison, I guess, uh, tweaked his quad or pulled his quad last week uh, during the bye. So, um that's what's going on there. I guess it was a game time decision. Uh, so we'll see if he's good to go against uh, against Clemson. And I don't want to um, now getting back to Parker. So I didn't really tweet anything about his uh, his play calling or anything like that in the game. At least I don't think I did because um, I didn't think it was that bad. I do think that it's it's it they were. I don't want to say I don't use the word sloppy. Their execution level just wasn't really what you want in the first half, and and like that's kind of what happens when you you try to install kind of some new things over the break when you have yeah. it like things like uh, like RPO stuff, right? Like yeah. you you're installing all these these things that you haven't been doing. We're not going to be as good at it because you haven't been you running. Just it haven't all been year. repping it. You haven't yeah, been like you it. haven't yeah. been repping it all year, and you're not really repping it that hard not like you would be in fall camp over the, over the, over the buy. So that's, that's why, but I thought some of the ideas were better, right? I thought the ideas were good. Um, so th- I mean, to me, at least that's like, they're on the right track with that stuff. And that, and I think that matters. I really do. It matters a lot. You, you want to, you want to have the right, the right idea on what to do, because look, this game will count towards reps and getting used to that. Right and getting used to the things that you need to do, lets the players see it on tape, and it and, and allows them to then okay, we saw it on tape. We're going to now execute it, you know. And, and we 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 repped it in the game in a live situation against a good defense, right? It wasn't an it wasn't a great defense. I think they were 19th SP plus uh, in the nation defensively for Pitt. So um, it's it's a solid defense, right? Like you said, they hadn't given up more than six yards per play all all year. And Notre Dame puts up eight point two yards per play in this game, so it's good. Well, you, you want? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to add in too because last four games too, because they've they've been playing better as the season's going along, even though like their competition has been going has been getting better too. Like they had twenty point six percent havoc rate in the last four games, which is elite, and mm-hmm. uh, it was only ten point eight percent in this game. So. I mean, you could say early those picks, it was like, oh my gosh, is this is this where it's going? But other outside of those picks, and you know, uh Deion Hayes made a nice like tackle for loss early in the game. They didn't really have a lot of that. 
they, they, they just didn't really have a lot of that kind of stuff there. And I mean, to be fair to the, the their defense too, like, I mean, how, how disheartening would it be to play with that offense? Like, ugh, ugly. Tough. You hate, you hate to see that. Yeah. Uh, Paul Mahar says, uh, give the thumbs up uh, for the show. So hit the like button, hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, and cause it helps the show, right? It helps the show. So, um, definitely, definitely do that for us. Um, but yeah, uh, CFB hurt says, um, more positive take on the offense than I had. Hope you guys are right. It just, that was my impression. You know, I, I, it just, that was it, it to me, it was like, Hey, they're, they're trying the right things. The good news about the turnovers is that every time they turned it over, it was an interception or it was the failed fourth down. Like they were still moving the ball. Yeah. There are no three and outs in this game. Like they weren't just completely stymied, right? Like they, they, they had some good ideas, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for me to break down this game and look at the tape, and and kind of and I think it'll be fun for you as well. It's like, hey, I, I think we've seen some positive things there, um, and you know, it, it's good to uh, to break down the tape. It's good to add tape, Jamie. It's good to have uh, good media. It's good to have good videos. And one way for you to do that, if you want a video of of your your engagement or a highlight reel or something for your your business on social media, then what you need to do is you need to head up vsrmediacompany.com, which is founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy award-winning anchor Vahid Saad Razadeh. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to, to tell or are aiming to diversify and grow your business. VSR Media specializes in short and long form video storytelling, social media management, website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com. Mention Irish Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. Jamie, we hit up. We did Irish Sports Daily. We hit up uh, VSR Media because I needed a new intro for our, our new podcast, Joy Slot, um, with Dara Mabry, Dimes with Dara. And uh, Vahid hooked it up, and he, he, he gave us an incredible intro, and I, and I encourage everyone to check that out. Another reason why, another reason why, Jamie, you want to, uh, you want to subscribe to the channel because there's a lot of good things going on. A lot of good things going on. Lee Weaver says 500-plus yards uh, of total offense. That's good. That is good. That is good, Jamie. Um, any other any other takeaways from this game um, offensively? I just I just really I just think that there's really something there with with um, when you have when you have Tobias out there with Faison in the slot, especially. Like I really love that trips formation that they put out there. That was the one that they where they hit. Uh, they hit Louisville for the touchdown with Tyree and Faison in, in the in the slot in the trips. I just think that's a really good formation for Notre Dame to pass the ball um, and go play action and and really hurt teams with that. Um, it was it was something I really enjoyed from this game. Um, I just I worry like you said about Great House. Like I do worry a little bit about like he he. I don't think having him outside is the way to go in terms of getting the most out of him, but. If Jaden Thomas is not going to be healthy, then I guess that's something that you I mean, they don't, have, they don't have a choice. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're going to have to do that. Um, if Evans is not playing, I think that's going to hurt them as far as. 
Yeah, that um, was a huge loss if he's not playing. A, yeah, from a run blocking point of view. I think stays is the drop off isn't like tremendous, but obviously it's enough, right? Like Evans is a very, very key player for them. Um, but any any other takeaways from you for the offense today? Yeah, I just think that if you're looking at uh if you take away the the baggage from from the rest of the season and you just looked at this game, I think you'd say it was a pretty good, you know, it was a pretty good day for the offense, right? Um, like coaching and playing wise. I think you would look at that overall. Um, and that's just kind of like I mean, there's there's definitely things that I like. I I'm, I'm I am like you mentioned. I'm excited to go back and and look at more of it. Um, but I I really liked what they did um, for most of the game, um, and it, it certainly was. Um, it could it could have been so much worse. Like I I, I was worried that it was going to be uh, bad. It was it was going to be bad. But I, I thought the approach to this game was good. And I think I would say there's some stuff in this game that I think could end up being more part of the identity of, of what they are the rest of the season, um, which is good. Cause I think it's absolutely necessary. Like just even some of the tempo stuff, like they, they went mm. tempo more often. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. Like you just, you just, you got to mix it up more. That's the other thing. They weren't, it's like one of these things to say like, yeah, you know, we, have, we, we like to be able to mix it up, but when you never mix it up, yeah. that's, that's not a good thing. Right. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's nothing to write home about, but it, it was a good overall performance. Yeah. Um, let's see. Larry Salomone. <laughs> Uh, nitpicking, but that fourth down play was bad. No route to beat the blitz over the middle. <laughs> my my life for a hot route, Jamie. I just like yeah. just go hot. It's just like slam. Well, over gotta the be, that's got to be like sight adjustment, right? There, right, like right? that's for sure on the off. Like, but the receiver, like Tyree, didn't run. He ran like a, almost like a not a skinny post, but like it was a, like yeah. a ten yard post, basically. And it's like that's too late. It's got to be. Like he would have had ground to just right throw away. it up, and it would have been like, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't. I just didn't think they had a good plan for that, and they haven't against the blitz. Like I just haven't seen them throw hot in one of those situations. Um, Matthew Savers, thank you, thank you for the super chat. Love the content, boys. Keep it up. I appreciate that, Matthew. Uh, that's awesome. We, I, we, we greatly appreciate that contribution to our show. So uh, thank you very much for being here. Um, do you want to get into the, do you want to get into the end of half situation? No, I, I mean, we can, <laughs> if you want, but I, I just don't really, th I, I know you and, and, and Mike and Christian were upset about it. Like Freeman, like blew this, blew the game or whatever, like not no. blew the game, but like, no. we're like, basically like, if this was a different game, whatever, like, he played it so they wouldn't get a possession at the end of the half because they were going to get it. Like, I get it. Like, he could have called the timeout a, sooner and rather than let it go all the way down. Sure. I think he could have done that. But outside of that, I had no problem. Like, I thought that was smart to run it down to that, to where it was based on, on, on how, on how it's been. Like, so I, I, I don't know. I don't, I didn't think it was a big deal. I, I didn't think it was a big deal uh at all and uh i i'd like i would have had more questions if they went quick 
like it certainly like wasn't the worst case scenario for a, a coaching decision. Yeah, I, I just didn't. I just didn't think it was like that with that big of a deal. So if it was like USC or something or Ohio State, then yeah, maybe run it down. But like, so I was like, okay, I were you afraid of Pitt doing anything at that? No, point? No, but I mean, it's still like a, it's still fourteen nothing. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. all it takes is just like one missed tackle on a thing, and then you know a guy like Pitt. I mean, I Bob Means isn't like a unbelievable player but he's he's got like a bunch of like 50 yard plays this year right like yeah all it takes is just one play where you know he gets it and you you know you still have like you just went from the thing where mickey was got beat on a mm -hmm. on a double move like i don't know i get it like i i don't i don't really think it was like uh i i get if you, i would have got it the uh, either either way if they did it so i didn't have a problem with it i thought it was smart I, I so I obviously didn't think it was smart it, because because you do like okay like uh getting a like CFB Hurt says getting a fresh set of downs is a low probability situation that probably is that's true in a vacuum but if I'm pit like the play they threw to Greyhouse like absolutely just grab him just tackle him right because they're gonna run out of time there's no way they're gonna they're 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 going to like you are basically I would have if I was Narduzzi and they did the thing. It's like, hey, if they run a route and they're doing anything that's like running by you, just tackle them because they're going to run out of time. Eventually, they're just going to kick a field goal. They're going to kick a field goal anyway. That's like the, you want to take that away. I the other part was I did I really didn't like running the ball after they called it the first time out. It was I interesting didn't like that call. Yeah, like I, it was interesting. I didn't like them calling timeout when they did the first time. Like I thought then if you're going to run it down, run it down then, and then preserve your one timeout. You know what I'm saying? Like preserve your one timeout. Then you have two downs at that point. I didn't like running it and then running it down. Like I thought that was a bad decision. You know, um, it was one of those things like it, a field goal was in that moment was good because it, it took you from two scores up to three scores up. Right. So, and that matters. Right. And I tweeted that. Like I just the fact is they went up from up fourteen up seventeen that's important um, in a close game right and obviously uh, it it became moot like very early in the third quarter and it wasn't a big deal um, I kind of wish someone had asked him about that because I I would like his thought process you know I I would like to to know how he um, I'm sure someone will ask on Monday yeah maybe maybe I mean a, a lot of people didn't like it. Um, like I didn't want to go in on Twitter because I was like, it's not that big a deal. Like they did, they did get points. You do need to get points in that situation. It would have been a lot worse if it was like they tried to fit in like a, a another play somehow, and they ended up running out of time and then getting kicked yeah. field goal at all. Like that would have been a total. Disaster. That would have been a like, disaster. Yeah, right. That would have been really bad. But I, I think that given the way that Pitt was moving the ball and the way that Notre Dame's defense was playing, like going up three stores scores was the priority. Um, in that situation there. So Notre Dame, uh, it's going to, uh, Clemson, uh, next weekend, uh, noon kick, which is terrific for me, Jamie. It's just a great, it's the greatest outcome just because of the soccer schedule next week and where everything falls. Um, I just, I really, I really just needed it. Like a, a, a 1230 kick for me, a three thirty kick. It would just have been bad. Um, so this way I can watch the game. I, we can do the post game. And then I can go to soccer. So that 
that is very that is very very important. Matthew Seavers says Caleb is stripped. Uh, we're live. People were, are live uh, chatting the game here. Uh, they, I, last I saw it was tied at forty three. Let me check. Uh, Caleb stripped. Was, yeah, uh, just, yeah. So yeah. Cal has the ball in the USC forty two with five thirty five left, tied at forty three. It's just unbelievable, Jamie. <laughs> This thing, I mean, it's like it's one of these things where we we are, we continue to reference USC as like a good win. If they if they lose to Cal, then it's like, what was this season really? You know, like it's uh it's a close loss to Ohio State, and then a bunch of wins against teams that are really are just kind of not great. Um, I mean, they still I, got tough games in the schedule. Like this was supposed to be their easy game, and I know the last back. Half I mean, they're, they're, it's like if they lose this game. I mean, you're staring at. I mean, three more. You could have three more. You, I mean, they could be staring at six and six, Jamie. I mean, truly, they could. They could. They could lose. Uh, they could go like zero oh and six after starting six and zero. Oh. Like that is in play if yeah. they lose this game. It's very uh, Helton esque right now. It's Clay Helton never did that. Like that is I, no. They like, had they had some collapses. Whatever. Well, not even Helton. I would say from like you know Kiffin, Sark, whatever. Like. Back, back half of the season collapses like yeah that was like uh very much like a usc staple that that has yeah. been a usc staple since Pete carroll left right so yeah um because they're this is the other thing too where i'm just gonna say this again the transfer portal yeah it looks great when uh Ke- keon coleman comes in and he's balling right and he's just unbelievable and he's this huge impact guy and yeah, that's that's great, right? It's worked out for Florida State. By the way, the Pac-12 much better than the ACC as a conference. So, I, I it's insane that the Pac-12 is going away and the ACC is just like, yeah, like we're we'll take Stanford and Cal. We'll like, take Stanford just, and Cal. Let's yeah, go. An SMU just going to come here for free. Like, all right. Um, but you know, the, you look at like where USC is, and they've taken all these guys you know, specifically on defense. And obviously mm-hmm. they, they've had guys worked out. I mean, they went and had, they got Caleb Williams. I think that was pretty good pickup, you know, like, but you know, Mario Williams was, was supposed to be this great stud. Hasn't been Dorian singer supposed to be the guy to replace Jordan Addison, who obviously was a good pickup. Hasn't worked out The old line guys that they picked up to kind of fill in the gaps. Hasn't worked out. Their line sucks. Uh, all these guys on defense that they brought in, you know, to, to be really good players. And they had the one corner from Colorado last year, who was a stud. He was really, really good player. Um, oh yeah. 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 You know, and you know, CFB Hurts brought up Bear Alexander. Yeah. He's been a good player for them for sure. And they've have other guys who are good players, but the problem is, is that you bring in so many guys and when so many parts of your team are, they brought in so many guys again in back-to-back years that guys who were starters last year, and, and fair enough, they weren't good, they weren't good players for USC. They're backups now. So they're still there. And then the, the defense still sucks. So they're like, it's just that is not good for culture. It's just not good when you have guys that you brought in that end up being bad, right? That end up being bad and then get and end up getting beat out for a, a starting job. And then it's just it's you know, you're bringing mercenaries that aren't working out and then guys who get passed by other people. Like, it's just not good. Like, even if even if they win this game or even if they were to say to win out, it's still like you had Caleb Williams and this is what happened. 
right? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not a good outcome for for USC. Like, I, like it, it's it's not going good for good old Lincoln Riley there. Like, he 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 hasn't handled it well. Yeah, and it's like, look, I it, it, USC just scored. By the way, it's fifty to forty three. Um, the thing is, is like, and this is where Notre, like a team like Notre Dame, like, look, you want to supplement with transfers, right? But it's like you can't have your entire team just like the entire like because they're not recruiting very well, you know they're they're not. And and Lincoln Riley's comments about recruiting in California were like not not great, like not a good idea no. in my opinion. Um, really but it's not. like you you it's like when your whole model is basically like taking mercenaries from other teams like year over year. Like you're going to get a season like this where it's like, it doesn't really gel. And like you said, Dorian Singer, like he has three catches for nine yards in this game. He was a thousand yard receiver for Arizona last year. Yeah. You know? So it just doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't work out. And that's why you want to, you know, you, you want to be, you want to have like an actual program. Um, And that's what, and that's what Marcus Freeman is trying to build. So um, I think we can leave it there. Jamie, we'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. We got one more super chat. N- Nicholas uh, Laverio. Thank you for that. I think part of the problem this year is Hartman isn't great at play action passing. And I still don't think he's great at dissecting a defense stems from running slow mesh. Uh, I think that I think there's something to that, Jamie. I do. I, yeah, I think I there's do. definitely something. We definitely to, have talked about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, isn't it's not so much the play action passing. I, I think there's a there's a wide receiver problem for Notre Dame. I think it's a confluence of variables. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are that are working against him, Parker, and the offense, and it's really slowed the development of that entire unit. Um, and unfortunately, that sort of thing plays out in real time during a season. There's just no. Um, it's just hard to. It's hard. It's hard to troubleshoot something like that once the year starts, and, and especially when you have injuries to Deion Colsey and Jaden Thomas, and you got to start over from scratch. So. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the super chat there, Nicholas. All right. I'll be back tomorrow at uh, 930 Eastern, 630 Pacific time on the morning after recap show. Uh, I'm going to watch a lot of film tonight. So there's going to be a lot on that. Jamie is going to be doing his instant analysis. He's going to have a film. Don't lie. That comes out throughout the week. So you're going to want to check that out. Uh, check out iowasportsdaily.com for all of your post game uh, information. And uh, from Matt and from uh, Drew Mentok, who's, who's always writing stories. Um, Thanks for the post game vid. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, TD four ND uh, Notre Dame fifty eight, Pitt seven. Uh, have a good rest of the day, everyone. We will talk to you tomorrow morning. Keep hitting and hustling.